0: If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Feb Byrne, the mother who helped
1: save suffrage. So my short answer is, a lot of words I had trouble pronouncing. It's not as easy as some people might think it is. I'm
2: excited that listeners will hear how much compassion we have because we're anxiety sisters too.
1: Welcome to This is the Author where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks.
0: In this episode, meet journalist Elisa Boxer, life coach Andrea Owen, and anxiety sisters Abby Greenberg and Maggie Saracek. Listen in as Elisa Boxer shares what inspired her to write a children's picture book biography of speaker Nancy Pelosi. Andrea Owen on busting out of rigid societal expectations And the Anxiety Sisters on how to press pause on the endless spin cycle in your head. Plus, learn what it was like for these authors to record their audiobooks. Enjoy! Hi, this is Elisa Boxer, author of A Seat at the Table, the Nancy Pelosi Story. I was inspired by Speaker Pelosi's show of tremendous courage and standing up for what she believes in, regardless of how much opposition she faces. And she certainly faces a lot. I was also inspired by the fact that Speaker Pelosi never actually intended to run for political office at all. She grew up believing, really, that women were supposed to stay behind the scenes and out of the spotlight and just do whatever they could to help men stay in positions of power. And yet, she rose up to become the first female Speaker of the House, the highest-ranking woman in American politics until Kamala Harris. I was also inspired by a story about her as a little girl. So she went to a friend's house for dinner, and after the meal was over, the friend's mother scraped the half-eaten food from everyone's plate. She scraped it all into a bowl, and they were going to use it for the next night's dinner. And that affected young Nancy so much, and it was really a pivotal moment for her. She realized that she wanted to help people, and that really touched me as well. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be so much fun. Okay, that was three words. Fun, fun would be my one word. As writers, we tend to read our work out loud in our heads, or at least I do. As I'm writing, I really tend to hear my own voice and the writing in my brain, but I never actually thought... That I would get to record it for an audiobook. So I am really delighted to be able to do this. When it was time to record <laughs> Speaker Pelosi's quote about sometimes it takes the encouragement of someone who knows us well to propel us forward in ways we never would have dreamed. I kept saying, in ways we never would have imagined, (laughs) and that was a direct quote, but it makes me realize that if I had just been writing that in my own words, I probably would have said "imagine." so that's what I saw on the page, even though it was ways we never would have dreamed. I am excited that listeners will be able to hear part of my interview with Speaker Pelosi, which comes after the author's note in the book, and it was such an incredible thrill for me to be able to chat with her over the phone. That interview actually happened just in time for us to be able to include some of her actual quotes in the book. And to read a full transcript of the interview, you can go to alisaboxer.com. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Feb Byrne, who is the mother who helped save suffrage. And she just so happens to be the subject of my first book, The Voice That Won the Vote. She is no longer alive, but she played a pivotal role in helping all women get the right to vote. And that was back in 1920. I definitely channeled her energy a lot while I was writing this. And how cool would it be? If the woman who helped save suffrage could narrate this book about someone who never intended to run for political office, but then ended up being the first female Speaker of the House. And there is a scene from the book where Speaker Pelosi is sitting down with then-President George W. Bush, and it's her first meeting with him, first official meeting, and she sees all of these fearless female leaders who have come before her she feels them in the room and she says that she could hear them say at last we have a seat at the table and so as I was writing the book I always imagined that Feb Byrne would be one of those women. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. I have been meaning to read this book for many, many years. It has been in my to-be-read pile for so long, I finally listened to it as an audiobook, and it's 13 hours plus worth every second. It's narrated by death, which I found fascinating, and it's captivating and haunting and devastating and just so sad, but there is an incredible amount of hope in it. Another aspect of it that I really enjoyed and that struck me was the power of books to change people's lives and to provide safe space for people's souls. I love listening to audiobooks while I am taking a break from writing and am in that quiet, receptive space of listening and receiving, being inspired. I find it very meditative. You know, making those emotional connections with other people's books is, for me, such an important part of the writing process. And I love how audiobooks have such an emotional resonance because you can hear the voice. You have the images in your head. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. The mayor's daughter watched out the window as families lined up at the door looking for help. Baltimore's first Italian-American mayor saw himself in these strangers. Once a week, he would welcome them in, give them a seat at the table. Those who were struggling suddenly felt seen, but it was the mayor's wife who made them finally feel heard. When the mayor went off to City Hall, she stayed home and listened to their stories. Little Nancy listened, too. She heard her mother speak Italian to immigrants who couldn't understand English. Some were sick. Her mother helped them get beds at City Hospital. Some were out of work and homeless. Her mother helped them find jobs and places to live. Some were hungry. Her mother added more stew to the pot on the stove.
1: Hi, this is Andrea Owen, author of Make Some Noise, Speak Your Mind, and Own Your Strength. I was inspired by, honestly, the seed was planted around 2016, you know, after the contentious election and then the Me Too movement after that and the Kavanaugh hearings. There was, I think, like many women, there was a personal upheaval I had, and I felt like I couldn't talk about personal development, specifically women's empowerment, again, Without addressing what I think is the root of the problem. And that's largely the culture that raised us. So that's what inspired to write it. And then it all kind of just came together with the topics that ended up sort of organically coming together. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be therapeutic. And I wouldn't probably use that word when I recorded my last audiobook. This one. And I didn't realize this until I was reading it. I wrote a lot of not just personal stories, but deeply personal stories that really held visceral feelings within me. So it's one thing to write about your experiences, but to read them out loud and not just read them out loud, but read them out loud knowing lots of people are also going to hear it (laughs) is not only vulnerable, but it's also very therapeutic. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a lot of words. It's so interesting how, you know, I can write words sometimes many times over, but there are a few words that I don't know if I've ever even used out loud in real life conversation. So like suffragettes was one of them. I didn't know if it was suffragettes or suffragettes. There were some last names of different experts that I quoted. But I found some words were hard to put one right after another if it was like, an alliteration or something like that. Because what's interesting about reading audiobook is that it's different when you're in an interview with someone and you're trying to be professional and articulate and even having a conversation. If you kind of slur a word, it's not that big of a deal or stumble over one. But when you're reading an audio, like you have to be crisp and articulate because people are gonna pick that up on the other end. I know I've heard a few mistakes here and there on audiobooks, so it's a little nerve wracking. So my short answer is, A lot of words I had trouble pronouncing, but it's not as easy as some people might think it is. I'm excited that listeners will hopefully see themselves in not just the behaviors that I'm teaching about, but the stories that I tell. You know, one thing I've learned as someone who speaks on stages and does keynotes and a podcaster is it's not about me and it never should be about me. It's about getting the listener or the reader to see themselves in your stories and hopefully see themselves as the hero in the story. That's like one of my biggest hopes for this book, that they will see not just themselves, but how they can be the best version of themselves through the experiences that they've had. If I wasn't going to record this audiobook, you know whose voice I love? And she's not a really well-known actress is Parker Posey. I remember her best from the movie Dazed and Confused, which is honestly like one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. So I, I owned it on VHS cassette. And she's been in Best in Show and a couple other movies that people might know. I love her voice because the sound of her voice sounds so confident and also a little bit bitchy if I can describe it that way. And I would love for that to kind of almost be my alter ego. I can't choose just one. So the last audiobook that I listened to that I loved, I'm going to say audiobooks, Know My Name by Chanel Miller was incredible. If anyone's listening to this that hasn't heard it, I encourage you to listen to it on audiobook because she just was so great. And also, I recently listened to Thick and other essays by Tressie McMillan Cottom. Smart, amazing, insightful, thoughtful really really great audiobook I love listening to audiobooks while I drive especially if I have a longer drive which doesn't happen all that often so if it's just short to, you know go pick up my kids at school or something I don't like listening because I like to really be able to buckle up and and get into the story so that's probably my favorite place And now here's a clip from my audiobook From an early age many of us have been told we're too much Too loud, too opinionated, too sensitive or emotional, too talkative, too fat, wearing too much makeup, too something. In some way or another, whether it's explicitly said or we just catch the subtle message, we're essentially told we're wrong for daring to be ourselves. Everything from the big stress on the importance of being a lady or making sure we treat our virginity as the most revered possession we can ever have. To occupying as little space as possible, it's all part of the list of unspoken rules for women that we begin to learn at an early age.
3: Hi, this is Abby Greenberg.
2: This is Maggie Saracek, author of The Anxiety Sisters Survival Guide.
3: This book was the book that we wanted and needed when we were really at the peak of our anxiety struggles. We spent so much time looking for answers and clues and help and really couldn't find it. We found a lot of books that were very prescriptive and had a sort of a one perspective approach, one size fits all. And for us, we really felt that one size doesn't fit all. So we decided to tackle a broader view of the anxiety experience.
2: If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, the word I'd choose would be empowering, mainly because I'm someone that had dyslexia and I had some speech impediments when I was a kid. So the idea of reading out loud, being able to pronounce all the words, being able to take a word from reading it to saying it, all of those things were really hard for me. So the idea that I was able to do this with this book
3: just meant so much to me. Soothing. It's just so funny. I have always hated the sound of my own voice. And during this process, sitting in this small sound booth, I've started to like my voice. And it's become soothing to me.
2: I realized I had trouble pronouncing Of course, some of the more scientific words or the names of medicines that we don't commonly use, particularly the generic names, were hard. Also, we wrote a lot
3: of S's and a lot of R's, and all of those things took more than one shot. The one that's sticking out is Ayurvedic. I also stumbled quite a bit over possibilities, but that's a whole other story. I'm excited for listeners to hear... The meta Prayer, which is in one of the chapters, it's a Buddhist prayer of self-compassion. It changed my life when I heard it, so I'm hoping that it will change people's lives when they hear it.
2: I'm excited that listeners will hear how much empathy and compassion we have because we're anxiety sisters too. If I wasn't going to record my own audiobook, I would cast Tavia Gilbert, Tavia is the director of the audiobook, so she has been in my ear this entire time helping make sure that what I'm doing sounds right and good, and she also records a lot of audiobooks herself, so she has, like, the warmest voice.
3: My hero in all things is Toni Morrison, so, you know, if I had that voice reading this book, wow. Wow. I listen to so many audiobooks, so it's hard for me to think about the ones, even the ones that are most recent. I'm right now reading a bestseller called Falling, and the narrator is Stephen Weber, and he is fantastic. I am riveted to this book. And it's not typically the genre that I read in, but he's fabulous. The last
2: audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Beloved by Toni Morrison, and it's a book that I've read many times It's also now a book I listen to quite often because I love hearing her speak. It's one of my go-to books if I can't sleep at night or if I myself am feeling anxious. Just hearing Toni Morrison's voice calms me down. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is usually in the car on a long drive, but here's what happens. I sometimes can't stop listening to them, so... I'm constantly listening to an audiobook.
3: I do a lot of driving, so I listen as I'm going, wherever I'm going. And now, listen to a clip from our audiobook. What is anxiety? Did hearing that heading make your heart beat a little faster? Reading it sure did. We could talk to you right now about the medical definition of anxiety, but that makes us really anxious. So here you'll find our slightly less threatening take. To us, anxiety is like bouillabaisse. base. You've tasted it, you'd recognize it if you saw it. But if asked to make it, you wouldn't be exactly sure of all the ingredients. In fact, we're arguing over them right now. We've agreed on the seafood, the tomato base, and that yummy bread on top. But what about all those spices? And how do you make that broth? Similarly, we know the main component of anxiety is fear, but there are plenty of hidden ingredients there too a little depression, obsession, catastrophizing, for example. And for each of us the broth will be just a little different.
1: This is the author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.
2: For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit slash. Next, listen.